Hey, 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 welcome to the Sports Reverence Podcast. My name is Dan. And my name's Drew. We're no experts, but we are the Sports Reverence. Hey, hey, we are back with the Sports Reverence Podcast. How you doing, Drusif? Uh, doing pretty good. It was super hot today and humid, but, uh, you know, we're getting by. Coach? Baby, it was great. I love the hot and humid. I was pumped. It's uh, pretty chilly here in Toronto, just under 20 degrees, so I'm not loving that. But uh, things are going well for me. Let's get into some of our quick hitter news from uh, sports news around the league. Serie A and English Premier League are back in action this week. Kyle Shanahan gets a six-year contract extension. The Blue Jays draft Austin Martin at number five. Yuppie has been inducted into Mascot Hall of Fame. The NASCAR is prohibiting the Confederate flag at all events and properties. Roger Goodell encourages a team to sign Kaepernick. There's been more COVID-19 cases are being found in the NFL and MLB teams. Let's hear a word from our sponsors. Have you ever thought about how well your investments are performing? Have you wanted to understand how the stock market works and how you can look after your financial future, but have been unsure of where or even how to get started? Train to Invest is North America's leading investment education and training corporation with the sole purpose of providing a new way of thinking about wealth management through teaching, training, and coaching individuals in both the art and science of self-directed investing. Train to Invest offers a complete education and training experience to empower families to begin their journey of planning for future generations through investment education. To find out more, Look at www.traintoinvest.com and download our free ebook. Again, www.train the number two invest.com to find our more information about our program and download our free ebook. We are going to get into some NFL news today. Vikings running back Dalvin Cook will be holding out from all team activities until he receives a reasonable offer from the Vikings on a contract extension. Cook is set to make $1.3 million in 2020 in the final year of his rookie deal. So this brings up the topic. Do NFL running backs should need to get paid that big lump sum of money? Obviously, Dalvin Cook is looking to get paid, but should he? Dalvin Cook... In most cases, a lot of the prototypical running backs in the NFL, um, if they can only do one or two good things, then I think they're replaceable. If they can only pass catch and they're not great um, on the block, then they're replaceable. If they can only run really well and, um, and they can still uh, block the pass rush, they're still valuable, but they're still not top-end dollar guys. I think you have to have the combination of all three, being able to block, being able to run, being able to catch and make yards after the catch, after contact. And uh, Delvin Cook is a guy that strikes me. He's had a way better second half of the year, but he's a guy that strikes me that he's going to be a, a great player in this league. 
And in my opinion, the Minnesota Vikings, they don't go nearly as far as they do without a Delvin Cook player. What do you think, Coach? Uh, I think you're right. I agree with you. There are the three main aspects to a key running back. But the real question you have to ask is, if the Vikings don't pay him, who's going to pay him? Right? I think it comes down to supply and demand, really. And that's all what all NFL positions come down to is, where are the open spots? Right? Yeah, Delvin Cook is a, a great player. Uh, some knocks at him is that he is injury prone. You know, last year was his real was the real year he had. He played the majority of the games. He put up some great numbers. 1,135 yards rushing with 13 TDs, 53 receptions, 519 yards. You know, so he got 1,654-ish yards from scrimmage with 13 TDs. That's great. That's phenomenal. Can you find that somewhere else? Can you find that with two guys? His backup's pretty good, right? So, yeah, Dalvin Cook wants to get paid. I, I, I appreciate that he put the, the quote-unquote reasonable in there. But he's not getting, he's not getting Christian McCaffrey money. You know, he's not getting break-the-bank money. Look at the Rams. They paid Todd Gurley a ridiculous amount. And where is he now? He's in Atlanta, right? And the, the Rams are – their cap is just messed up. So, you know, that old adage where you don't pay running backs over 30 still comes in true unless, like you pointed out, they bring that value added to the table. So, for me – yeah, I'm going to pay McCaffrey that money. Sure. Yeah, he's had a good track record. Derrick Henry, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind paying for him if I'm the Titans. He fits that offense well. He produces well. Um, but Cook, I he mean. He is that offense. What do you mean? Yeah. You think Tannehill is going to be nearly as good if they if, don't have Derrick Henry? If you give Henry? Tannehill some weapons to throw to, come on. He's not. Tannehill isn't just a guy you can just easily replace. He still has got some skill. I think Tannehill is, at best, an average quarterback. Yeah, that's all you need, right? You can't put, we won't, we can't put you in there and expect the Titans to do just as well because of Derrick Henry. That's debatable. Nah, okay. All I but have my, to do is give the ball to Derrick Henry. I'm good to go. You get a 300-pound lineman coming after you, you're screaming like a little girl, and you're falling to the ground. As we all are. Yeah, that's fair. My, my, that's fair. Anyway, I shouldn't even argue that. Is, I know. At the end of the day is, are you going to pay Dalvin Cook money to reset the market? No. Are you going to pay him something reasonable? Maybe 10? Maybe. Wow. Drew, get in here. Because no. the, Vikings got to, the Vikings got to get him. That's the, that's the I th- mentality I think we, that I would throw I in. think we need to uh, – like, I'm okay with giving a reasonable offer. I just don't know. We need to talk about what a reasonable offer for a running back is. Because – we're looking at what's the salary cap? Two hundred million? Like is that one ninety eight? I think right. Probably NFL salary cap is one ninety eight point two. Yep. Yeah. So if you pay a running back ten million, that's that's a big chunk of your of your cap taken up by one player. Like there's fifty two players on a on a football roster. Yeah. Um, it comes down to supply and demand too, right? It depends if somebody else is going to pay him ten. Can you really trust then, the backup to fill the spots? I think you can in this situation. Uh, with Madison had a great season uh, in limited limited carries. Yep. Uh, 4.6 yards a carry is uh, well above average running back in this league. Um, I'm just looking at running back salaries right now. 
like a lot of the good guys are on their rookie contracts though. Yeah. But we're like Le'Veon is the highest at fifteen point four. And then oh, we got then we got some guys that are probably overpaid. Like David Johnson is there, <laughs> is is second on the list. Yeah. I yeah. think I think teams get into trouble by overpaying on running backs and running backs seem to be a revolving door. If if you're the Vikings, would you offer them a little more guaranteed money in shorter term? Yeah, I I would consider that. Like he is only 24 years old. Like he's yeah. he's got got time. He's got 4 or 5 good years before he hits that, you know, the th- 30 is like, where Four year, thirty million with twenty five guaranteed. So that's just under ten, or what? That's, yeah, it's about eight and a bit. Yeah, like that's that's about where. Uh, let's see, Saquon is at eight and a half, but that's his rookie contract, right? But yeah, that's yeah. Kenyon Drake is at eight point four. Yeah, I'd put him in there. That's that's more. Uh, yeah. Again, you're right. A lot of these guys are on their rookie contracts, but it's like you're putting them making more money than Christian McCaffrey. Like that doesn't seem right to me. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, the difference is like he's making 1.3 million. A running back's life is not long, so I'm saying pay him a decent amount of money for a short-term contract. If he's still, uh, still like giving you that high ceiling after the three years. Um, because you've paid him, you know he's going to be for sure going downhill. You'll be able to give him like a, a smaller contract. What's, like, what's but decent why? money? A decent money is like $8 million a year. Dalvin Cook, to me, is like an $8 million a year guy, $7 million a year guy. But why would you do that? Like if you're getting similar production Look at out, of a guy, out of a guy who's 21 years old rather than 24, like three years is a big gap in so running back That's years. why Dalvin, Dalvin Cook's going to hold out. And until he gets that decent contract, so they're going to lose games it all year. And Dalvin Cook, and and to me, I don't think that their backup is going to be the game changer that Dalvin Cook is. No, I agree with you that there are many teams that have good running backs that are replaceable. But I think one of those guys that Dalvin Cook, like Dalvin Cook, like McCaffrey, like Saquon Barkley, like Zeke, that they I don't are put them in the same category. Game changers. You don't put Dalvin Cook right there. I don't put them. No, I, I, I don't. I don't. Too, yeah, I don't. Yeah. No, I think he's right there in ascending. Okay, here. He, let me let me read you some numbers. The Vikings so good. Let me read you some numbers. Okay. Fifteen forty for rushing yards, sixteen TDs, eighteen receptions, two hundred six yards for two TDs. So a total of seventeen forty six yards total and eighteen TDs. That was Derrick Henry. Okay, Ezekiel Elliott, one thousand three hundred fifty seven yards rushing, twelve TDs. 54 receptions, 420 TDs, or 420 yards, and two TDs. Another 1,777 yards with 14 TDs. Both those guys outperformed Dalvin Cook by a long shot. Not by a long shot. Dalvin Cook had uh, 1,654 uh, total yards, all-purpose yards. Uh, Ezekiel you- Elliott had 1,777. Dalvin yeah, Cook only had 14 games. Ezekiel Elliott had 16. Right, Same but- thing with Henry. Henry at seventeen forty six. Cook though is his health, and you're gonna have to. He's gonna get less reception yards because they drafted a couple of wide receivers over there. That that's not true. You don't he think had the four, they, he had two games less, 
and he had almost he had only a hundred uh, all-purpose yards less than Zeke and Derrick Henry. I'm, I don't. I just don't. I just don't see him making that same jump from year three to year four. The games that Delvin Cook didn't play, the Kirk Cousins looked like he was lost. Well, that's a Kirk Cousins problem. But Kirk Cousins with Delvin Cook and obviously his threats on the on the outs, they looked. Kirk Cousins looked like he was a Pro Bowl. I don't know. Was Kirk Cousins a Pro Bowl quarterback? He might have been a Pro Bowl quarterback this year because he was in the close end of the MVP conversation. What? That's how because he had such. Um, what do you call it? Empty calorie, we call it. Empty calorie numbers. You know when you eat lots of calories and they're just empty calories? That's, That's how good, Kirk Cousins good. put up his numbers. Um, Obviously, Christian McCaffrey. Like, do you think Christian McCaffrey is going to um, be worth um, – like, I don't think the Cowboys should have paid Zeke $15 million. I think more like ten. Um, yeah. But well, 10 I, think million, I think this would be a cool poll thing to do. Yeah, for sure. For sure. See what see what our viewers think, and it's also all about guaranteed money too, right? Like, yeah, um, that's and I think you're gonna see more of that in the running back market is uh, maybe a bigger bigger term guaranteed money over a longer period. Because if you sign, let's just say you sign Cook for five years, right? It takes him to 29, almost 30. You've already paid him guaranteed money, and then now you know the running back market falls off after that. So he can't complain about saying, oh, I'm underpaid, 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 right? Because you already paid him. So, okay, Drew and Coach, is Delvin Cook not a top five running back in the league? Oof. Um, got CMC, you got Henry, you got Zeke, you got Barkley. It's tough because running back, a lot of teams are going running back by committee because they can. And that's not that, that that doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. Why? Because if I can replace, if I can take two players, hold on. If I can take two players who cost less than one and get the same production, I can use that extra savings in a more important area to be better, right? What so do you name, think? Name 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 a running back by uh, running backs. Two running backs. The running backs by uh, what do you call that? Uh, running by back committee. by committee. Uh, what what running back by committee um, is as good as a Dalvin Cook for the top five? Uh, I think uh, Chubb and uh, yeah, Ch- Chubb himself is in like top five and yeah, but they had they had uh, what's his name Kareem DC. Hunt yeah 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 that's just ridiculous yeah and the Chargers had a good one in uh, Melvin Eckler. Gordon and Eckler. And yeah. the That's Ravens, right the Ravens this year, huh. Jackson. <laughs> yeah, you could put Lamar Jackson in there, but you know Ingram. I think they had three running backs. There. Yeah, they had who's, really, who's the yeah. other one in um, in Baltimore? They had uh, they had a couple of rookies there. I think that actually did really well. Um, trying to find the their names. names. Uh, it was Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, and Justice Hill. Yeah, Gus Edwards. There you go. Yeah, he's all right. He is all right. He had seven hundred and eleven rushing yards. Yeah. Well, as the Ravens put up tons of tons of yards. Tons of running yards. Yeah. So I mean it, it it boils down to like, can you secure a guy, one guy, to do all that? 
Or can you replace that one guy with a bunch of cheaper guys and use those savings on an area that is going to give you a better return on your investment? But you also have to look at it like this, like one guy that can do everything. Because like if you take a running back by committee, all those guys are very limited, right? Dalvin Cook can do it all. He's a threat in every way, right? My biggest concern about Dalvin Cook is his injury record. Yeah, that's fair. I think think that's going to cap his earnings potential. Unless he comes out this year, plays all 16 games, plays the playoffs, and just goes nuts. But if you're the Vikings, why, why you don't you just wait? If he wants to hold out, he can hold out. Does it doesn't count towards his accrual of a season, though? You know what I mean? Yeah, like I guess it it didn't really hurt Le'Veon's uh, earning yeah. potential. He got paid, but even he though he sat year. out, and his backup and his backup took off that year too, right? Yeah, yeah. but he lost he took, a year of his career, right? But he got he got his money. Yeah, it's fifteen million a year, and a lot of that's guaranteed. I thought, he, but and he also went from being the most one of the most feared running backs in the league to maybe maybe top ten, right? Taking well, a year that's off. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying about running backs. Like, it's such a revolving door of who's the top running back in the league from year to year. It doesn't make sense to me to pay big money to a guy that I don't consider to be top five. And big, and like, and, go ahead. So big money, though, Drew. What do you mean in big money? I think in in that ten to fifteen range, right? Yeah. Like, okay. I I can get on board with that. I think eight to ten for like the top guys is worthwhile. Um, but I'm also on board for not going long term either for running backs. Yeah. It's just yeah. the just just how it goes, you know. I think the the era, like you know, in the early '90s, early 2000s, you just you'd pay these running backs big money long-term and you just, you just saw the decline. So how quickly it happened. As soon as they signed that contract, it was a ticking time bomb, except for Adrian Peterson, that guy. Yeah. He just keeps trucking along. Yeah. Trucking Frank, along. Gore. Frank Gore. Too, Frank yeah. Gore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like how long will Derrick Henry be this good? You know, he's already two years, two years max max, right? Like max. you can start beast, seeing though. the say, yeah. say, say what Drew? He's a beast, though. He is an absolute beast. Game changer. Yeah. But I think guys that are more versatile will last longer. That's what I'm saying, too. Right? Because they're not getting beat up between the tackles. Like, That's yeah. true. Christian McCaffrey, they almost use like a like a slot receiver sometimes, yeah. right? Yeah, pretty much. And, but that, and conversely, they may use him, overuse him. Right. True. Yeah. But I like what the Saints do with uh, like Camara. Like they sort of do it by committee, even though they have. I think Camara is one of the top running backs in the league. But they they had Ingram before, and now they have Murray. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a great point. That's a great point. That's a great point. Camara uh, is a very frustrating fantasy football player. <laughs> yeah. But if the Saints win the chip, no one's going to care, in Orleans at least. All right, All right, Drew, let's... what's next? Well, I think we wanted to segue off this and talk about, as a, as a general manager, uh, what would be the top five positions you'd want to spend on? Placeholder. Uh, yeah, like let's start <laughs> with kickers and go from there. <laughs> uh, I think we all can all agree on the top one, though. Top yeah, one's I pretty think, easy. That's yeah, pretty I think easy. quarterback's got to be number one. 
But, but I think two to five. But were... even with the quarterback, like they're, the big talks are with obviously right now is Prescott, right? And look at all the top paid quarterbacks by percentage. You pay the top, like, are we talking about paying them the most or? Like... I think what you allocate your dollars towards. Let's just say you had 10 right. bucks. Okay. okay. To, you know, that kind of deal. You see those, those Instagram polls and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who would you, who, where should the money go? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then for sure. Quarterback, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I wouldn't pay them resetting the market money if you no. can. Unless well, you're yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. That's I, I don't think debate. that's that's what we're debating. It's like Yeah, yeah. You had money to only spend on one player and you had two positions to pay for. Which one are you going for? Yeah. Okay. Definitely so, quarterback. Quarterback number one. Locked yeah. it in. What about number two? This this gets tricky. Yeah. Number you know, two for me, I'm going with a uh, defensive end. Yeah, me too. Ooh. I think Ed I'm getting outvoted here. Because I would go with left tackle, protect your quarterback. For me. Uh, I'm, I've got left tackle third, but... Okay, I can do that. I'm going defensive end second. Okay. And yeah. what, what do you think for third, Daniel? I was going to say defensive tackle third. No. I think you got to protect your quarterback. Yeah. Okay. You you want to get a quarterback, you want someone who can get their quarterback and you want to protect your own quarterback. Okay, it all so revolves yeah. around the quarterback if you so, <laughs> so what's our first three? Go through it again so I know. You got quarterback at one. Okay. Defensive end at two. Okay. Uh left tackle at three. Okay. Or right tackle, depending on what your quarterback is. But what do you guys got next then? Yeah. For me, this is tough. Cause when I watch football, I really like to watch offensive stuff. So I had a wide receiver down here. What do you have, Dan? I have to go defensive tackle because I had them one up. So I'm going defensive tackle. Run stuffers. You know, got to have those big boys. I have a – I had middle linebacker. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Captain of the defense. I like middle linebacker too. Um, I – Okay, well, well, what about okay? If if you had your choice at four, what are you picking at five? Me? Yeah, I'm taking a receiver at five. Okay, Drew. I'm taking a right tackle. Oh, you are just plugging up the lines there, hey? <laughs> because I'm I'm willing to concede. I'm willing to concede middle linebacker for four, and drop wide receiver to five. That's what I would go. Okay. I'd probably have wide receiver pretty close in there next. Yeah. Wide receiver or a corner. Like I, I'm I like the defensive side of the ball. But me too. Um But if we I, do that, that means my I win, so that's wait, I'm wait, okay. Wait, wait. Um, so whoa, whoa, whoa. Where are we at here? What what was what are you trying to say? So we could go to ten and, and really get things interesting. <laughs> <laughs> where, where are we at right now? Okay, we're at number four. I have wide receiver. You have defensive tackle. Drew's got middle linebacker. Okay. But Joel's willing to say middle linebacker at four so he can have wide receiver at five. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm outvoted, obviously, then. So <laughs> wide receiver at four. No, five. no, no. Middle linebacker at four. Line, yeah, linebacker at four, middle linebacker. Does it have to be a middle linebacker? Can be any linebacker. Middle linebacker. 
I think any linebacker, but fine. Middle linebacker, four wide receiver at five. What do we got because at six? Well, are we only doing five? <laughs> well, that's what we said originally, but you know, so we don't even have defensive tackle in our top five. Nope. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this again, another, another, another poll on the website, another poll on the website. Yeah. Our fans are going to call us idiots, you know? Yep. Just, just totally just okay. Like our, <laughs> what was that, our, our wide receiver. Poll? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they won't call me anything. Um, yeah, you trying to get defensive tackle in there at three? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Seriously, so you're not even. So what about six? Can we go? Let's go to ten then. Let's go to ten. Wow. Wow. Okay. Gotta uh, give me defensive tackle at six. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. I'd go Guys corner before Madden. defensive tackle. Yeah, corner before defensive tackle. I like the defensive end. So like, maybe it's. I'd probably take a safety over a corner. Ooh, why? A shutdown corner shuts on an entire half of the field. And you already got the linebacker in the middle. Nothing yeah. is more important to stop Ooh. a passing attack than a solid Ooof. safety. Oof. Safety's just a small. Safety's just a small linebacker. <laughs> They're the last line of defense. Your safety Against is passes and runs. in the back, Daniel. That's <laughs> yeah. what the safety is. Is, yeah. is what? Is the JV guy you put in the back. No, Just in no. case he gets by everybody. Earl yeah. Thomas is going to come slap both of you. All right? Come on Small now. Adams. There's always an exception Small to Adams. the rule. Small Adams. Yeah, like, come on. <laughs> always exceptions to the rule. Eric so Richard Berry's Sherman will slap you both, too. He just, Richard Sherman is just going to talk me to death with, with his opinion. Richard Sherman would pick himself one through ten. <laughs> yeah, exactly. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I think, I think that's true. Um, okay, I, 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 I think we can say defensive tackle for six, and okay, corner, corner, for seven. corner for seven. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, wait. What about safety? Safety, we are not agreeing with you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not uh, down with safety. They're probably not even. What about an old lineman? I have an old lineman over. A I've corner. got two. I, I've already picked two of them. Oh, but we didn't. We didn't count pick. yours. The second one. I'd go center or right tackle next. How about a tight end? I have what? tight end in my top ten for sure. What number are we on here? Eight. We're on eight. You have tight end in your top ten? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Look at extra, look at George Kittle, baby. Extra offensive lineman and a and a receiver that's look at, basically okay. look a look at Rob Gronkowski. Like, but the thing is you can find like there's only like what oh. four good tight ends in the league. Exactly. Five, maybe. So that's, so that's why you pay you don't have to pay them much. Yes, you do because it's a bidding war. Supply no, because they're replaceable, bro. There's they're a replaceable. lot. There's a lot of good running or tight ends coming up now. Like, there's some good you ones. You put a six foot six guy in the end zone. Who's covering him? a five foot eight little shrimp? That's Running across the middle. Corners. Get Daniel. some big safeties and you're good to go. Uh, get some big yeah. linemen and I mean, get some big linebackers. They can take out your tight ends. Okay, so at eight, who are we to put down? Who would you put down, Daniel? Honestly, I don't even know where we're at right now. Um, have we go, put down go over the list yet? right now? Yeah, go hey, over the we... list. Number one, quarterback. Number two, yeah. defensive end. Number three, left tackle. Number four, middle linebacker. Number five, wide receivers. Number six, defensive tackles. 
Number seven, we got corners. You're not getting safeties at eight. I'm telling you that right now. Safe. That's my pick. Safeties at eight. Okay. Well, that's just dumb. What do you yeah, guys I mean, got then? I'm gonna say center. Ooh. Oh. Um. You know, I can get I can get behind the center argument actually. Okay. Need, I can get behind that. He calls all your audibles. He's yep. captain of the offensive line. Okay, what's nine? And, here, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. My point is, is that I'm not going to put running back in the top ten. This no, absolutely overall, not. This is my overall argument, right? So yeah. you want to have a solid – if you have a solid offensive line, if you pay your offensive line, it doesn't matter who you put back there. Oh, my goodness. At the NFL that level, yeah. debatable. That's look debatable. At, look, how? Because there's st- – you think just because CMC has the best – do you think CMC has the best offensive line or he's just great? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there's great running backs that can be exceptions. But if you have a great offensive line, it doesn't matter who you have back there. Okay. <laughs> that's fair. That was, that, was, that was part of the fastest time you've, you've accepted defeat in a long time. Well, it's like I'm being outvoted here by these 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 people. Love thy neighbor. Love well, look at neighbor. the year that what is what's his name for the Cowboys had that one what's year. What's his name? You say his name. Demarco Murray. Yeah, Demarco. Murray. Yeah. Right? Was he was he a great running back or was it a great offensive line? He I was, think it was, uh, more it was a great line. offensive line, but yeah. he was a good running back. You stopped yeah, to be that's good. What, that's what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. What's what we're saying? You stopped to be good level. to make the NFL. Yeah. I'm not well, saying you put yeah. you behind there, the big bowling ball. But there's still like, you still have to be like good in the NFL to do well in the run game. Yeah, but you don't have to be top five is what yeah, we're trying to say. Fine. That's fine. Okay. What do we got next then? Um, what did we say at eight? Center? We got centers at eight. So really, Drew's probably going to try and put a, another tackle out there. Uh, I'd go with tight end at nine. If Boom. You want. Tight end at nine, baby. Safety at nine. No, saved. No. Okay, no. what's a ten? I'm gonna give you. I'll give you safety give, at ten if you yeah, want. Yeah, we give you safety at ten. You guys, you guys are just. I was gonna say an outside linebacker, but. Okay. We gotta give Dan something, Drew. But the thing is, is edge rusher. Like I said, edge rusher as number two. That yeah. can be an outside linebacker. Yeah, that's fair. Like a Von like, Miller type. Like Khalil Mack, Von Miller, they can play either defensive end or outside linebacker. But they're both edge rushers. We, okay, so I'll clarify that and put edge rusher number two. Yeah. So final list from the sports revs, a highly debatable list <laughs> is going to be number one, quarterback, number two, edge rusher, number three, left tackle, number four, middle linebacker, Number five, a wide receiver. Number six, a defensive tackle. Number seven, a corner. Number eight, a center. Number nine, a tight end. And for Daniel, number 10, a safety. Debatable safety. This list makes me sick. Let's go to commercial. Viewers, viewers, make sure you tell us what you guys think in the comments. Ugh. With no sports to watch on TV, eSports have been shooting off the charts. What are eSports, you may ask? Well, basically, it's competitive video gaming. 
Esports are fun to watch, and my favorite gamer to watch is a guy named Vandalize. Vandalize plays a variety of consoles and games, including the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. What makes him so unique is that he plays these games with the controller upside down. It is a talent unlike any other. You can check his Twitch stream out, and you can find the link in the Sports Reverend's Instagram bio, or you can search him up on Twitch, Vandalized, with two Zs or Zs. His control will be upside down. All right, we are back, everybody. After that great, great list of our top 10 values in picks for the NFL. We're going to jump into some of the news that's been happening around the diamond and the, and the basketball court. There's some trouble in paradise. Right now, the uh, major MLB versus the MLBPA is like probably the number one fight happening, and that goes above the UFC fights that have been going on. The MLB is in major trouble. Who wants to talk about this first? I'll, I can start with this one. I'll give you grumpy old man take right here. <laughs> yes. This has to be the dumbest, dumbest debate in terms, not in terms of safety, safety I'm all about, but in terms of money. Because the MLB was in prime position to be the sport to be the sport of the summer right now. Can you imagine? In the States, July 4th, home openers everywhere. Because let's be honest, not a ton of Canadians watch baseball. All of America loves baseball. It's called it the favorite pastime, right? July 4th, opening day, would be unreal. It would be such an intention grabber. TV ratings would be through the roof. And that's all we would be talking about. We wouldn't be talking about NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. I wouldn't be forcing you guys to talk about soccer or UFC. It'd be baseball, 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 24-7. Will Bond would be so happy. Kornheiser would be so happy. Right? But they are completely punting it out to left field because they are concerned about how much they're going to get paid, both on the ownership side and the player side. Now, I'm not taking either side. What I'm just saying is they should have figured this deal out two weeks ago. It is just a disaster because Rob Manfield, he said five days ago, there's going to be baseball in 2020. Today, all of a sudden, he's not sure. And that is definitely just a negotiating tactic. That's all it is. It's just super dumb. And the only people who are going to lose are people who like baseball. And that's it. Mic yeah. drop. Yeah, it's super frustrating because, like, they've been playing – the KBO's been playing now for a month or two already. and, yeah. and With so stuffed it's not, animals in the stands. Yeah, so it's not really a concern of, of safety, like you said, Joel. It's just – it seems selfish on both parts. And you have some players coming out and tweeting, just tell us where and when. Like, they're just itching to play, but – um, I understand the MLBPA wanting to fight for their for their players to make the, mo- the, mo- the money they deserve. They don't want to set a bad precedent of the owners being able to push them around when it comes to this stuff, when it comes to the next negotiations. But baseball has a long history and a bad track record of ruining their game and turning fans off of the game. We, we saw it in 94 
big time. Uh, like some some fans have never come back uh, from that strike, and they're in danger of losing a season where I agree with almost everything you said. Like they would have been the sport right now, the topic to talk about, and especially in Canada with the Jays, like having an exciting young team. Would have been fun to watch. I was excited to watch the Blue Jays this year. Well, I became Philadelphia Phillies Andrew McCutcheon fan today because he had a legendary uh, Instagram and tweet post. And basically he was saying, the, this is how you relate the MLB and MLBPA. This is their contract negotiations, okay? Everyone agreed on everyone being able to drink juice, okay? But the MLBs come back and said, here, why don't you drink a cup of water? No, 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 no. We don't want a cup of water. We want juice. And no, 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 no. Why don't you have uh, some water in, a, in the special water bottle? No, 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 no. We want juice. No, no, no. Why don't we have this yummy, yummy water in a coffee mug? And no, the MLB, MLB players are like, I want juice. That is the essence of the contract negotiations going on right now. Right now, the MLB is proposing... 50 games okay 50 games this is there's there's kind of two options out there 50 games or 80 games at a 75 percent prorated salary so of course mlb players are uh, the players associations is not about that they want the 80 to 100 games of of the of the full prorated salary and that would give them uh because like think about how much money think about how much money they are giving up in this right so from the MLB, I'm always going to be, I'm, okay, I'm not always going to be, but on this subject for sure, I'm with the Players Association because the owners, they're, they're already, you know, they're already fat, they're already wealthy. How um, are they not going to, if they, if they can't sustain um, um, some, some negative costs through one season and not like give love and, and what these players earned and worked their lives for, for party over here, for this, for their, like, this is their life that they've worked for. This is everything they poured into it. And this is their product. Don't you want to pay your product so that they still do well and keep them happy? Like how hard is it? I want to know the actual numbers of the difference of 50 games to 80 games. Cause like, to me, if it's not even that much money, it just shows to me the owner is like, come on, don't be so greedy. You make so much money off this. Well, it already, it already came out that they're losing about 640000 per game. For every extra game they play, they're losing 640000 640, Now, conversely, they just signed a new deal with Turner Sports that is definitely going to up the ante for the revenues coming in. So I agree with you. I think that owners just need to step up and get these games played. And in terms of the MLBPA, you know, I really don't care if Bryce Harper gets 25 million or 18 million. No. I'm more concerned yeah. about the guy on the lower end who's only going to make a million bucks. You know, for him, a million to 500,000, that's, that's a big jump. Yeah. Right? So I, I applaud the MLBPA for going to bat because I think they don't really care about the, the top end guys. In this, in this case, they're more fighting for the rest of the 80% who, who are definitely getting paid less. But um, it has just been a major missed opportunity because you have 
this is 2020. I think Sid Sixero tweeted this out that um, he's got options in 2020. You know, 1994, there was no Netflix. There was no any streaming stuff online, right? I can stream old NBA games. I can stream soccer games. I can stream new shows on Netflix, Disney Plus, Hulu, whatever. Yeah. All that stuff I have access to now that is going to eat away at baseball's baseball stuff. So this is going to be a major, major problem because now, in, especially in the States where you have over 30 million people who are unemployed, it looks like a bunch of greedy billionaires are fighting with a bunch of greedy millionaires. And I think, Drew, you're right. It's going to turn a lot of people off. Yeah. It's going to turn a lot of people off. Drew, you're our baseball connoisseur. Would a 50-game season even be like considered – would it. that even be considered in the record books for you? Well, it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's not really baseball then. Like That's you're, right. Because I guess the games would still be condensed enough. Like you'd be playing your uh, – like I said before, like most teams go with a five, five-man rotation. Yeah. Like that's only 10 starts per yeah. picture when you're looking at 32 out of your best pictures. So, um, but it's not like you can pitch them every three days for a whole season either, even at yeah. 50 games. Right. So it, it'd be a really weird and it takes, and it takes most baseball players, like it takes them a month or two to get into the swing of things. Even when the season starts, we're not even talking about spring training. Yeah. Like once you don't see guys really coming into their own till mid-May and the season starts early April. Yeah. Uh, so 50 games, it's yeah. going to take half of that to get them going. So yeah. it's really going to – it would be interesting to see, though. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because a 50-game season, Blue Jays got, are hot there, there could be anybody can make it. Cause, yeah. The Marlins, baby. This is the Marlins year. Because baseball is weird, man. Like – uh, the worst teams win a third of their games and the best teams lose a third. Yeah. And it's about that middle third. And in 50 games, you can swing those, those, uh, a third of those games. So would 80 games to a hundred games make it more respectable though? Yeah. You're looking at two thirds of a season then at least yeah. like you're looking yeah. at less than a third of a season. Yeah. Uh, going with 50 games or yeah. Less than a third of a season, 50 games. Yeah. That's how I feel too. Um, anything else to say on that, Coach? Uh, well, I mean, the other the other thing is, uh, if players are even going to want to come back for COVID, right? I mean, this ties in with the NBA thing. Um, safety concerns are are kind of out there because there's so many different states where things are closed compared to things that are open in other places. If you're in Toronto, are you going to be quarantined every time you travel back and forth? Or does Toronto get no home games? Right? Yeah. You can play Winnipeg. Oh. <laughs> there you go. That's a but, safe place. Yeah, but even you can't travel internationally. Like, technically, Canada's international, right? So, I think uh, the COVID situation, it, it, because, because the return to norm hasn't been uniform, uh, it's it's going to be difficult because not unlike the NBA and NHL, they're not all playing in one stadium, right? There's no bubble city for baseball. I think that's going to be another hurdle. That's uh, really going to make the negotiations very difficult. Coach one word answer. Yep. 
Does the MLB play a season in 2020? One word answer, hey? Uh, yes. More than one word. So. I'm going to say yes. Yes. Yep. Sports Reverend Drew. One word answer. Does the MLB play a 2020 season? Hopefully. Hopefully. That's like... That's that's one word. That's a good cop-out. That's one (laughs) word. You didn't say yes, no. Okay, give us a yes or no. Yes. I'm also going to go yes as well. Because I think sports... Sports, you know, it's just... It's too, it's, it's too important, especially to America, to not have baseball. That's what I think. The House of Common is 10 guys, 10 different perspectives on every and any topic. If you like to laugh, subscribe to their channel. If you like to learn, subscribe to their channel. If you like to be challenged, subscribe to their channel. All you got to do is subscribe on YouTube and it will be one of the best decisions you can make. Check it out, the House of Common. This was a good, uh, Coach, you already brought it up. I wanted to talk a little bit about the trouble in the bubble happening with the NBA. This comes in like similar. There's a two-part situation here where um, there's major concerns about the COVID um, and how they're going to um, handle the health and and uh, if they're going to be, is there going to be insurance for players if they get hurt during this time? Uh, if it's a long-term injury, um, all these kinds of things. Like that. And the other thing is um, players are talking about uh, being able to um, justice. state their social justice. Does it take away from their social justice statements? And will they be able to still do it during this bubble time? So I'll start, guys. Um, it's, this all kind of spurred really from a guy named Kyrie Irving. Um, the guy who's not going to be playing in the, in this bubble anyway, but his team will be playing. Um, and, uh, Kyrie Irving basically said he wants to, uh, lead the charge of, of not having the NBA come back because it's going to take away from the social justice moving going on. And obviously there's some health concerns that other players have, uh, talked about. So my point is that I think that's just absolutely like crazy, selfish, um, I don't understand where they're coming from. Um, from the from the from the health uh, end of things, I think they're going to be testing every day. They're going to be in a bubble. Um, you'll still have you're still like in Disney World. It's still going to be fancy and and um, as teams leave, uh, some families are going to be able to. Your family's going to be able to come as well. So there's going to be room. So you're going to be away from your family a little bit, but like you're still going to come back. Um, I just think there's so much importance to sports. Uh, I was talking to my wife about this, all right? She's just like, it's just a game. Liana says it's just a game. It's a fun game, and it's just entertainment. But she also said that it's important entertainment. And and to me, basketball and and most of the sports, it's more than just uh, entertainment. It's a culture. It's a lifestyle. Um, The kids that I work with in downtown Toronto, they look up to every single one of these athletes. LeBron James, they look up up to Kevin Durant, all these guys and what they do, not just socially, but on the court and what they can prove and how good they are and how hard they work. They, they just like us, we, we, uh, I don't know why I just said kids cause we're just like them too. I, I, I hang on to every words that they say. I, I can't wait to hear and watch all these guys play. And, um, and 
this is their platform. So on the, on the health end of things, I think there's so much that's there for them to be uh, tested and quarantined and all that stuff. They're going to be okay. They're young, um, top peak athletes. They're going to be okay. Um, on the other end of things, and, and yes, they should definitely give um, um, some sort of insurances and all that stuff because they're taking more risks. Um, and uh, that's just how it goes. I think that's fair. Um, so if they have that all sorted out and let them let all the players know that it will be safe and these are the guidelines, that's great. And on the social end of things, social justice end of things, this is your platform to speak. This is your platform to share. If uh, I, I think Charles Barkley put it the best today, he's like, um, out of sight, out of mind, right? If, yeah. if you're out of sight, out of mind. So why not use your platform and share? Why not uh, use the money that you're going to gain from playing, playing and put it into your communities? If you, if you don't play, you lose a so much money. Um, and on, and B, uh, the owners can, uh, snap their fingers at the collective bargaining agreement and lose, they'll lose even more money. And all that money can go into, uh, these funded charities and funded, uh, groups that make so much difference. So why would you not? Why would you not? I just don't understand that Kyrie and Dwight Howard and a few others have been speaking up on these social justice issues that have been going on for years and years and years and years. So I don't even understand um, why if they don't play that it'll make a big statement for their social justice issue that they're standing up for. Okay. I digress. Who's up next? Well, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. And again, another old man rant coming through, but yes, Kyrie Irving is one of the reasons why everybody hates Duke. <laughs> he is just so out of touch with reality in many, not even just this, but in many different ways from like being one, 1,000th Cherokee or something. And just I, I, great. You want to embrace your, your native heritage? Fine. But you don't need to make a whole documentary about it. That just seems so ridiculous. Flat earth. Come on. Are you kidding me? Wait, Are wait. you absolutely kidding me? What? Is the earth flat? Or round? It is 1,000% round. Okay. Let's just get that straight right now. Like, <laughs> I think we need if, this, a pool. if this kid yeah. had gone to four years <laughs> of university and then came out and said, oh, the earth is flat, man, Duke would lose its credentials. Like, it just, I, I applaud the social justice movement. And I think that it's great that people are getting involved, 100%. But Stephen Stephen A. Smith, who I don't agree with, 98% of the time. He just, I just find him as a guy who just yells for no reason. Even Stephen A. Smith was saying, hey, social justice is important, but saying you can't play basketball because of social justice is just an excuse. And, and I think Ed Davis, we we're talking about it too. He just points out that these guys live in gated communities. They got mansions. So for them, the whole idea it's just easy to say, oh, I'm not going to play. It really isn't a sacrifice for Kyrie Irving, who isn't going to play anyway, to sit out the NBA season. A guy who's working in a, a union job, a blue-collar job, who is currently laid off because of COVID, um, who's protesting because of what he believes in, gets called back to work and says, no, I'm not going because I want to protest for Black Lives Matter or whatever the case is. That's somebody making a sacrifice for what they believe in. That's somebody saying, hey, I'm giving up something in order to make a difference. So to, so to hear Kyrie saying, oh, man, you can't play. Oh, bro, you're not, no one was asking you to play in the first place. 
And I, I totally agree with your point because even Austin Rivers, who I also don't like. Um, another Duke. Another alumni. Duke alumni. And, and, and just let it be known, I love Duke. I'm a huge Dukey. Um, but Austin Rivers comes out and says, well, it, 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 totally what you said. Basketball is the platform. Basketball is what gives give these guys a voice. Why not use it? I think the EPL, they, instead of putting names in the back of the jerseys, they put Black Lives Matters. Things like that will go a long way to helping sustain the momentum of this rather than just not playing out of sight, out of mind. So for me, I've always thought Kyrie was a dunce and this just kind of affirms it. Dwight, who knows what's going in Dwight's head? You know, he's had his own issues left, right, and center. It's, it's, I, I think the, the contingent of NBA players who are, don't want to play based on this social justice issue is small. The contingent of players who are concerned about COVID and what the NBA is doing to protect them and their families is, is, is bigger. Um, and you're right. I think they're going to test almost every day or every three days for COVID for the NBA players. I saw a stat where um, within 50 days, I think eight teams will be left. Yeah. Playoffs, right? So it's not going to be like months on months on months. And you're in Disney World. Disneyland, wherever it is. Disney World, yeah. You're going to be staying in a five-star resort. And you're still going to have your, your team chef cook you something. So if, if it was up to me, I would say, hey, players, ANBA, let's get back to playing. You know, let's use your social media process. Because I believe the NBA is one of the strongest social media leagues out there. Worldwide. Worldwide, yeah, worldwide. Yeah. It goes um, soccer. And then basketball worldwide. Yeah. yeah. And, but even on social media, I think NBA is probably number one in terms yeah. of how they market the game. Yeah. Um, that's a huge platform because let's be honest, a lot of black people like basketball. That's not a race thing. It's just a, a, a numbers thing. And if you want to speak out to social inequity that concerns African-Americans, why not use the game that they love to promote something positive? And at the end of the day, on top of that, it's like, to me, as much as you want to make statements and all that stuff, that's all good and dandy. We're at the point of doing something. You have to do something. Yeah. I don't want to hear about it no more. I don't want to see statements. It's about doing something. So yeah. do something. Drew, I'll give you the last word. I, I don't even think we would hear from Kyrie if their team was in a position where they were going to win. If Kevin Durant was back and they were sitting in third or fourth place, we wouldn't yes, be hearing Drew. anything from him. That's so. right. 100%. 100%. I agree with that. I think 10 days ago, Kyrie was on board for playing. Um, Probably. And then it's just... Then he ran the math in his head and he said, <laughs> oh, I've got no chance of winning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah wraps, wraps up in the first round, baby. Wraps up in the first round. Yeah. yeah he's toasted. Okay. All right, guys. Let's head. Uh, let's hear a word from our sponsors, and we'll come back for our weekly update to end the show. Samara and Jane is an Australian-based accessories retailer with all of the latest fashion trends from around the world. Ladies, update your style game with gorgeous earrings, necklaces, and other jewelry for affordable prices. And guys, you can shop for that special lady in your life too. 
Use discount code SPORTSREV30 for 30% off your entire order. That's SPORTSREV30 for 30% off your entire order. Use discount code at checkout at SamaraAndJane.com. All right, guys, let's end with our weekly updates. What's going on in your life, Coach, this week? Oh, not a lot. Just uh, hanging out with the parents this week, you know, helping them plant the garden and, you know, that kind of fun stuff on top of work. But uh, it's supposed to be nice all week. I'm going to take it. Cool, cool, cool. What about you, Drusev? Uh, yeah, getting ready for Father's Day. Excited for that. I'm going to go celebrate with my dad on Wednesday and Nice. And then uh, Demelza's dad on Sunday. And we're excited for phase three opening up in Manitoba, June 21st, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> so looks like we'll be able to get the whole church back in the building again. So that's great. Very cool. Very cool. Um, I am still in phase one here in Toronto. Um, things <laughs> potentially may move to phase two near the end of the month. But I, I'm not uh, holding my breath. Um, but our, we're making a bunch of contingency plans about uh, being able to have like apparently 30% um, uh, church capacity and all that stuff. So we'll see how that goes. Um, we'll just take it day by day, day by day. Um, make sure you guys check out our social media platforms. Hit us up on Instagram. Hit us up on Facebook. We're twi- our Twitter is now a little more active as well. Um, our YouTube page is is taken off as well. So check us out on YouTube if you're a YouTube person. Um, uh, and obviously, you can always download our podcast on all major podcast platforms: Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Our main um, where where we've seen the main pe- yeah people check them out. So check, check out them the out website. there. Just type in the Sports Reverence. Also, check out the website. We have three forms on there. My challenge to everyone listening in, if you fill out all three forms, see if you can beat the sports reverence answers. Yeah, but you got to fill out all three, okay? Um, I'm more banking on myself because I think my answers are more correct than the other two, just Mm. like our top 10 um, positions in the NFL. But we'll get to that uh, later. We will see you guys soon. Peace out, everybody. Peace. Peace.